Here we are, day three of our Romans reading plan. Robert Russell here, worship pastor, with once again, Andrew Cloud. Cloud, you signed up uh, late. And so you ended up with two spots right here at the beginning. Back right to in back, a row. right? Yeah. You know, so you had a you had your work cut out for you as far as preparation. Uh, but as far as like, I guess podcasts, you, there's a fun fact that I learned yesterday. Why don't you share a little bit about this? Go ahead and give him. Give yeah, him a little... I say he was like, "Oh, you're you're this pro podcaster." I'm really not. But when I was in college, I used to have my own radio show, and it was Tour of Duty, classic hits and deep cuts of the Vietnam era here on eighty eight point three WMTS. You've got the voice, noise you can trust. I'm sure WMTS misses you. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Tell Good us a times. little bit. About once again, your title is research specialist. You help out Brady. Tell us a little bit about your family, maybe something uh, uh, you love personally. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm an old soul, I, you know, born old kind of a thing, stuck in decades that I never grew up in. I love <laughs> history. Um, I don't know if that's because my, my parents were a little bit older when they had me uh, or just my dad's an old soul as well, but I just love history, World War II history, learning about World War One, that kind of stuff, and uh, hearing my granddad's stories when... When he was in World War II, and I don't know, I just like learning about the past. Really when, cool. when I have a car question, I ask you. Yeah, I do I mean, love you, cars. You yeah, are, are I have a, a '68 Dodge, and yeah. and you're recently married. Yep. So that there's a fun fact. It's uh, met my wife. We we grew up in the same like Knoxville. Never met each other. We went to MTSU. Never met each other. In, at New Vision. She was in the the small group that I led. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, man. So there you go. Sign up to lead a small group. Don't do life alone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and now you're not doing life yeah, alone. Exactly. That's yeah. a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, Sarah's awesome. So well, today you're reading Romans two one through sixteen. If you want to go ahead and do that, my friend. For sure. Yeah. So yesterday, it's it's beneficial to have these back to back. But yesterday we talked about Romans one and you know how God is, and it's a hard truth, but God's a God's a, a wrath. You know that hellfire brimstone stuff that a lot of people talk about, but it's true and it's a hard truth. And so a lot of times uh, in that, in, the, in your Bible, it's called God's wrath on hum- on humanity. And today it's uh, chapter two, one through 16. And this is actually titled God's righteous judgment. And so they're kind of back to back. It's this, the continuation of this lesson. So we said really, you know, the big, the big, I think the takeaway from yesterday was that the gospel is bad news before it's good news. And so, uh, you know, that really, when I became a Christian, I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm starting to understand God's righteousness, his justice, and then also his love and his mercy and how that makes perfect sense on the cross. And that's the God that we worship. And so yesterday we, we said, <clears throat> Paul's writing to, to the Romans, right, this church at Rome, and it's built up of both Jewish Christians, I say Christians, and Gentile Christians. And so there's these two camp, so to speak, and he's writing so that they'll be unified. And the whole book of Romans, he's explaining the gospel in super detailed. And so we have all these nuances that Paul is bringing out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so he's speaking, and he's uh, he, he's like, all right. So in chapter one, he goes through this big, long list of what we call depravity. It's like he talks about homosexuality and murder and covetousness and malice and just the nasty list, right? And then all of a sudden, we see him, he, he kind of switches gears here in chapter two, and there's a little bit of debate about this, but if his original audience was reading this, they would have like, oh yeah, he was, he's talking about the Gentiles in chapter one. And so what do we say about the Jews? And that's when Paul's like, wait, 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 hold up, not so fast. And so in verse one, he says, therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges, 
For in passing judgment on one another, you condemn yourselves, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourselves, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume that the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance, but because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey truth, but obey unrighteousness, they will, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek. For God shows no partiality at all. Verse 12, for all who have sinned without the law also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. Verse 13, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are the law unto themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that they work the law that is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness. And their conflicting thoughts accuse them or excuse them. Verse 16, on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. And so it's, it's kind of getting a little more complicated. And we have, you know, these run-on type sentences. It's like, wait, what? What's he talking about? And so really, you know, his original audience is like, yeah, last week we're talking about the Gentiles. The, they're sinners. They don't know God. And I mean, we're the Jews. Uh, I mean... We know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, he rescued us from Egypt. He gave us the Ten Commandments. I mean, we, we know God. And so Paul's like, no, 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 not so fast. I mean, the, here he's saying, and this is a hard truth because it's like the Jews are not exempt from God's judgment. And so like, okay, well, then what's the point of the law? And that's where he, he goes into way more detail in future chapters of Romans, but it's so it's like, all right, so what's what's the point of the law? Can the law even save? And you know, people if the Gentiles condemn themselves, right, through their conscience. Here here's a really good illustration. You have kids, Rob Robert, and he has kids, and, and for those of you who don't have kids, you were a child at some point, and so we all know this truth. Hey, don't do that. What's the very first thing that they do? <laughs> that thing. Don't do that and they and they go and do that. We know that's in our hearts that we are does that make sense why, Paul, why Paul's writing to the Gentiles? He's like, look, everybody has that conscience that's God-given. Whether they've heard of the God of the Old Testament and Jesus, that it, whether they've heard or not, everybody's without excuse. And so the Jews are like, well, well, we know him. He's like, well, look at what you do. We, we give you the law, and that only elicits what was deep inside you all along. And it, he goes on in chapter 3. That's going to be coming up next, next day, tomorrow, whatever, that we're, spoiler alert, we're all all in big trouble. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned. And so that's why he's going on and on. Well, okay, well, what do we do with this? The What do we do with the Old Testament and the law? And, and how do we make sense of that? And so in reality, there's really, there's two, 
you know, camps, two types of people. There's those who are without the law, that's the Gentiles, and then there's those who are under the law, and that's the Jews. And I think the real kicker, before we close, it's, it's like, all right, so there's this tension here, but the real kicker is in verse 13. It says, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God. So obviously the Jews had heard the law, but the doers of the law who will be justified. And we saw through Jesus's teaching, it's like, okay, no one obeys the law. And Paul continues that here. No one obeys the law. So we're in big trouble, big trouble. And so uh, you may have heard this before. It's like, well, perfect people don't get to heaven. I mean, we're only saved by grace. Well, that's definitely true. But in another sense, you can say, well, perfect people do get to heaven by obeying the law. That only happened once. And he did it on our behalf. That's so good, Cloud. So good. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Uh, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. I, I know that many enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I appreciate you, my friend. Yep. All right. Thank you. Y'all have a good week. Yes, sir. And for those of you listening at home or on your way to work or whatever you're doing, we're so grateful that you've chosen to go on this journey through Romans with us. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow.